This is the Journal for Life podcast, where we speak with everyday people living extraordinary lives. And I'm your host, Sean. Where did you uh, grow up? I mean, I've known you, but where did you grow up? Uh, Stony Brook Drive, down in Kitchener. Really? Oh, yeah. I've never left the lever. Never left Waterloo, Kitchener. Really? Yeah. What did your parents do? My dad sold medical supplies. Yeah. And my mom was stay at home mom until we all were in school. Yeah. And then she worked out at at Sears. And then for St. Jerome's High School. Who's um we? You said when we all went to school. My my sisters and I. Yeah. When we were all old enough and in school full time, then she decided yeah. she was going to go to work. How many sisters? I have one, two, <laughs> three sisters and one brother. Wow, a big family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, what was the age spread like? Are you middle? Are you the oldest? Or? I'm the youngest middle. So <laughs> there's my brother and then two sisters, me and then my youngest sister. Wow. Did you did you look up to your siblings or your older ones? Yeah. I th- well, Kathy and I, which is the one that's just before me, were very close and we, like I followed her like a shadow. Yeah. And uh my oldest sister Kim, she was a little older, so she kind of separated herself from the yeah. younger kids a little. She had to take care of us when we were little. Oh. Change our diapers and so she so kind of when of she a got paternal older, figure, I guess, or having to do those. Yes. Yeah. 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 What was it about Kathy that you said you you were connected to? Well, we're born like three days apart so we're oh. very very much alike yeah and i don't know i just we just always were very close we still are yeah oh even to this day oh yeah yeah thick as thieves too yeah yeah now the pandemic has kind of s- taken the, a little bit of that away but yeah 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 we used to get together yeah when you when you think about your childhood i'm always interested if you had to use a word to describe it in in a general sense what what might that be for you from my childhood Mm. i would say i mean i think on the surface i was happy Hmm. uh but underneath there was a lot of pain. Yeah. I yeah, I went through a lot of being compared to others and a lot of um you know just not feeling like I was accepted. What age would that oh have been gosh, that you maybe I, had that awareness? Oh, probably eight or definitely brownie age. I can remember huh. the girl across the street uh joining brownies and my mom i think my mom couldn't handle the fact that i was quiet and introverted was that different than her or your siblings no a lot like my mom is introverted ah. but i don't think i think she wanted me to step outside and like be different than her and or more social do you think she wished it for you because she wasn't well that could be that could be. It probably didn't feel that way, though, when you're eight years old. No, when you're eight, it doesn't feel good yeah. when somebody tells you. That's a you. pretty conscious awareness at, at a young age about feeling somebody wants you to be different than you are. Oh, yeah. I o- always knew. I think probably even younger than that, I knew. But yeah. Was that... Uh, do you think that was relevant to being in a, a large family with siblings? Oh, or? absolutely. And my oldest brother is not like is a stepbrother. So my dad was married before he married my mom. So okay. she had a lot to deal with in that situation. And then having him with old girls. Yeah, I was was not ideal. Yeah, because he, you know, he like probably could have used a brother to feel like he wasn't alone in the world yeah but uh yeah i i mean i can't imagine having that many kids all very like 
at various stages yeah in their lives but yeah. like oh yeah. loud and like <laughs> did you find did you find you were quiet because of the way your siblings were or was that just your nature no it's my nature to be quiet i'm introverted and happy to be introverted mm. i don't have a problem with that yeah but part of it was probably because of my sisters being like a, not my brother because my brother's in his 70s now so he yeah. was pretty much on his way out of the house when uh. we were younger kids but the we I guess we weren't really uh, like emotion wise you weren't really allowed to express anger oh. or frustration was or that from your things. your mom or your dad that that my dad and was yeah. that uh, in your reflection now was that him trying to build character or values or just not knowing how to deal no, with it himself he just had a short fuse and did not like hmm. people talking back to him or yeah if you didn't agree with him yeah you had to stop you you mentioned your mom if if I'm interested in those relationships because obviously they're a big part of it. Mm -hmm. How would you have characterized your relationship with your mom? Like, is there a, was there a poignant moment you remember, like a powerful moment you think mm -hmm. of that meant a lot to you with your mom? I know my mom, uh, when I was little, I would wake up in the middle of the morning, probably like I might have been four or five. And I would wake up in the middle of the night and she would take me out to the living room because I wouldn't settle down until I could look up at the sky. Hmm. So she would take me out, open the curtains and sit with me while I looked at the sky and then I'd go back to bed. So those, like I knew she loved me. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's the thing though. You, you don't always get what you need in uh -huh. a parent. You get what, or what you want in a parent, but you get what you need. Does that's that a know? that's a powerful way of saying it. What what did you get? You mentioned what you needed. What did your mom provide you that you needed? Well, I mean, she we were we always had clothes on our back. Like never had to worry about stuff like that. Yeah, we were always well taken care of. Yeah. Always had plenty to you know eat, toys to play with. Never there was never any need for anything. Yeah. What I would have wanted was somebody who maybe was a little bit more touchy feel like yeah. give you hugs. Yeah. Maybe more um open to conversation about things yeah. rather than you know yeah. shutting you down when you said something like I guess for me like I can remember one day I came home and I had wanted to talk to her about going into uh, like I wanted to go to university and be a vet because I love animals and I always thought I'd be a really good vet and she just turned around and said you realize how many years of university you're gonna have to have to do that hmm. and it was like I guess she thinks I can't do it hmm. now I don't know for sure whether that's what she meant mm -hmm. but the tone of her voice and the way I felt about myself mm. made me think, well, that's that. I can't do that. Yeah. And what she wanted me to do was go into nursing. So that's what I did. Hmm. But that I didn't succeed at either. Well, it's not that I didn't succeed. See, that? oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't succeed at it in the way that I... Um, you know, went through two years mm. and I was done, yeah. right? Yeah. After my first year, I think I realized I was in too deep. So I was only 17. Oh, wow. And I can't imagine, like, as, and a young, mind, yeah. like, immature 17-year-old, yeah. I would say, right? <laughs> and so to do take on somebody's health yeah. at 17 scared the shit out of me, like, I, I would say I had to shave some guy's back one day and I accidentally nicked him 
well, you can't do that when you're preparing somebody for surgery. surgery yeah. So he had to wait until. He's going to get cut anyways. Did you just start it? or? <laughs> I know. But I think that's. That when that happened, I just thought, well, I can't do this. I can't uh, do this. And do you think, um, just because you, you kind of went there, your your own confidence in that moment, did it validate for you, oh, this isn't right for me? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet my uncle, which is my mother's brother, always said that I was going to be a healer of some sort. Uh, like, he yeah. said, like, he wanted me to be a nun, which I told him many times. That's I, that's not going to happen over yeah. here. I'm not going to be a nun. Yeah. Because of my experiences with nuns in school, there was no way I wanted to be like that, right? And so I thought that, you know, but I've always felt like I've been a healer, either just with words that I say or like... Yeah, to other people? Yeah. Like you, you're aware of your presence or impact on those around you yeah now I am oh that so that didn't come to you at a young age that was something that you feel you became more aware I've, of well I know you know what I've always been somebody who if somebody needs somebody mm-hmm. to talk to like I can mm-hmm. I can be pretty wise mm-hmm. and was always like friends that I've known for I'm sorry it's okay back in high school like they can tell you stories about me telling them very wise things. Yeah. Where do you think <laughs> that comes from? Oh, just that's who I think that's always been who I am. Just I think I've always been a very old soul. And where do you think that wisdom comes from? That like you say, you you offer that to your friends. Like it's and do you believe I guess where do you think that I'll start with that? Where does that come from? I think it came from just my own experiences and reading, like I've read a lot of um, spiritual type books and I read a lot of... Um, At a young age you were... Oh, well, yeah, I, I would say, because my mom had these really cool uh, spiritual books, like she was Catholic, but she always had these really cool books and it really made me think about, you know, what I believed in and yeah. like who I you thought God was. You were raised Catholic. Yes, I was. But, but the books weren't just, just about that, that religion; they were just about spiritual. Yeah, just yeah. being spiritual. In what do you life. think drew you to that? I think I just have always been. Like I said, I think I an old soul I think I've just been here once before been here and I'm very connected (laughs) to somebody somewhere yeah Yeah, like it just feels do you believe that in any way speaks to being uh, um, I think you used this term so I'm trying to reference it but like being an introvert like that you are do you find you're more reflective inwardly than outwardly oh yeah absolutely yeah and do you think that might speak to uh, I'm mindful of putting words in your mouth but being that introvert or being quiet that you're 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 probably having a huge dialogue, but oh, it's, it's yeah. internal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a f- big believer in healing yourself. Yeah. And then that everything else will fall into place. Just from where you had started, do you believe that in your upbringing and, and feeling that difference at age eight, that some of that working internally was guided from that? Oh, probably. I'm interested in your father. You you talked about your mom. If you were to go back to your youth, what was your relationship with your dad? I know you mentioned him, you know, don't talk back that piece, but is there a poignant memory you no, have of him? No, my dad was, he was a pretty quiet guy too. Um, similar? Like, would you say that quality was something that similar to you? Yeah. My dad and I share ex- the explosive like I can be pretty explosive, not so much anymore, but mm. in my youth, mm. um, and I think a lot of that just came from watching my dad deal with his anger, and I thought that's how you deal with anger, uh-huh. as opposed to like talking about stuff. We, again, like we we couldn't talk about 
anger. We couldn't well, be angry. But when it did come up, it would be explosive. Oh, yeah. For him or... For him or for me. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I've had so. enough, and now it's time to let it out. <laughs> yeah. We weren't very... Um, he was close with anybody, really, in the family. But recently I've learned a lot about what he went through as a young man. Oh. Um... And so I guess he had uh, a twin that died at birth that we didn't know about. Then he had a, a wife that died during the birth of his, my brother. And then he was in the car when his own dad died from a heart attack. So hearing those things, I totally get where my dad was coming from in terms of not being able to relate to us because he how to process that. yeah yeah because of all the what he's been through yeah and i don't know that he ever anybody ever took the time to help him heal huh. do you think that was um what, like when you were young what years were we looking at when we were young yeah and i was explosive no no just like oh. at a young age i'm just in terms of time frame are we I can no I can remember like you know probably five or six yeah. and him getting all upset about things I know he was in the hospital for a while with um, ulcer he had yeah. ulcer problems sounds like he had a lot to carry yes. uh, that you couldn't see weight that you can't see and I, the reason I asked about time frame is, I, I mean, mental health is a huge conversation now. I have to imagine. I totally agree. Yeah. That he, as a man back then, probably wasn't something. No. You I, would ask, or you would talk to, or. No, and like I said, my family wasn't big on communicating. Still, mm -hmm. to this day, we. So are, to offer yeah. empathy, or. Yeah. Or to be or vulnerable. Or even understood. Yeah. What was going on, right? Like none of yeah. us even understood where the anger was coming from so like if you're not going to talk to people about your anger tell your kids about it and you're it. projecting it you're not in turn then going to yeah. want to yeah do you have uh, any fond memories of your dad like oh yeah yeah i mean he had a great laugh and we used to every friday night we would sit he had his special chair and we'd all as a family sit and watch tv and laugh at you know ed sullivan and yeah he had a great laugh. Like you could, I'd be in bed and I could hear him roaring. Is that where you get your laugh? Stuff. Oh, probably. Yeah. I've always known you to have when you find something very funny, it is a full. Yeah, yeah. That's my dad. Yeah. Yeah, he had a, and he was very deep, like a very deep thinker. Like he had a lot of when you I, got I him hear some he, similarities about how you describe yourself and yeah. maybe the deeper level that he is at yeah. uh, internally, what he's working on. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I guess when I think about it in certain ways, we probably had very many similar life experiences. Yeah. Like my, I didn't have a, my spouse didn't die, but he left me. So that's very, like, you still go through all those emotions, yeah. right? And, yeah, just our way of processing things and yeah. dealing with our thoughts. Do you believe, in looking back at that, have you learned from your dad, and has that changed maybe how you are processing things for yourself? Yes. You know, like, we think of generations not repeating the cycle. Or, yes. Yeah. Yes. And again, that goes back to my belief about like if you heal yourself, you're also healing yeah. all those wounds that come from yeah. your parents yeah. and their parents. Because I know my grandfather, uh, my dad's father, was not a very nice man either. There is, um, uh, my wife would say this, but there is a, a belief that, you know, you, you know, generations carry things forward. Yes. Positive or negative, yeah. but you know, if a grandfather had issues and took that out on the kids, and I mean, I do believe at a certain point we're an adult and our actions are ours, but I think the behaviors are where they can stem from, where the roots of them can come from. Yeah. If, like you had mentioned, if your dad reacted to things with anger, not knowing how to process it, and of course, as a young child, you model those things. Yeah, yeah. I, I've tried to become very mindful as a parent myself about 
all my behaviors are being doubly watched. Exactly. They're not just being experienced, they're being learned from and replicated. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You had mentioned um, a vet. Um, and I'm always interested when when we're young, we think about things we'd like to be or who we want to be. Was it that or was there other things that you had aspired to when you were young that you, you envisioned yourself doing? Uh, not really. Like, I mean, when I was a kid, I mean, I loved being in the, the nature and woods and like by myself again I did a lot of things by myself but I had my own little fort in the woods up the street and I love it <laughs> that was my thing and I still to this day that is my go-to when I need to get free of stuff the woods is my place to go then I can what is it up. about the woods I mean I I can relate but I, I what what is it about nature that you find is grounding for you I think it's just I think we're all connected to nature and I think it depends on how uh, I mean when I'm in nature when I'm in amongst the trees I just feel at home I feel like that's a safe place to be and you're allowed to yeah. you can just be right and Oftentimes I have my greatest aha moments when I'm walking. In yeah, the I can I can relate. I think there's that feeling of, I mean, the trees don't judge. No, <laughs> it's life, but it's just uninterrupted, and you kind of feel a bit connected. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the whole when you look at the life of a tree. You know, it goes, you know, when fall it sheds everything, but all those leaves surround the tree and help it to rejuvenate so none of its past is gone ever mm. it just helps it grow into this big beautiful being right that's what yeah. so I think in that way like I don't know it just there's just the connection there yeah yeah I'm interested in um, you know not your youth but you know when you become a teenager you start to uh, create your own identity mm -hmm. your high school can be its own yeah, world. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering <laughs> about that time for you. Where did you go oh, to school? Man, I went to St. Mary's High School, so all girls. Was that a little bit of, you had mentioned before, like not wanting to be a nun. Was that just going from church or was that also in the school? No, that was St. Mary's that made me decide I was not going to ever what, be a nun. <laughs> what was it about that? I mean, you had mentioned feeling spiritual. Did you find, did you connect to that through the school or did you find my spirituality is not, no. not this? No, my spirituality is not rooted in Catholicism at all. Mm. I mean, not, no, I shouldn't say that. There are some songs and just the ceremony of being in church, I love. The sacred or the... Um, no, just the feeling, like the energy. Ah, that that produces yeah and the song some of the songs I think are not necessarily religious they're more spiritual so they speak to yeah. me in a different way yeah. than perhaps they do someone who's firmly religious well you went to St. Mary's I did. what was that experience I didn't go to a Catholic school. I mean, I always saw the kids that wore the uniforms. Yeah. Um, that's as much as I knew. But what was the experience for you anyways? Oh, it's pretty... Uh, I know that a lot of people say, you know, wearing a uniform, you'd, it's nice because you don't have to choose what you're going to wear, but there's no... You can't be yourself mm. in a... In a that kind of situation and I don't think you're at when I went to school you were supposed to be a certain way everybody had to take typing everybody had to do mm. all the woman things right to make sure that you were going to be a good wife and so at that at that time or that year that it was it was very much that women should follow this path oh yeah especially 
if you had a nun for a teacher, they were very, like, downright nasty at times, but. Wow. And it's funny, I would think at that high school, the reason why I ask about it is because I think those are the years where you start to find out who you are or at least start to get a sense of what that is. And I would imagine if you, as you've expressed it, conformity to wearing a certain uniform isn't about self-expression yet when you're trying to identify who you are uh, and following like follow this like it's a rule book for life as opposed to uh, opening up and showing you what you might do yeah and I think for me my self-esteem was so low in uh, going into it going into high school that uh, yeah it wasn't a good I did not like high school the only good thing was I had some really good friends that I still have yeah. to this day um, that was a good, they helped to make it a good experience for me. You had mentioned self-esteem feeling low going in. Was that, as to what you mentioned before, just that kind of self-confidence or, you know, people challenge you about what you wanted to be or who you want to be? Yeah, the whole non-acceptance, feelings mm. of non-acceptance. And I don't know why. I just had a very low... I, and again, I don't know what level of confidence my parents had mm. in themselves. So you never really had a reference point of... No. You just knew for you, you felt low. Yes, I never... Well, and I don't know that I ever really had a reference point for what confidence really was in yourself. You know, yeah. like, how do you learn confidence if you don't have anybody in your family who really has that kind of confidence yeah. or thinks that highly of themselves, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't think we ever did, none of us. Yeah. But yet, it, I get the sense, though, for all that, you kept showing up, you kept going through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I persevere. I. Do you see that as a, always, a positive quality for oh, yeah. perseverance? For me... Uh, pushing through has always been my power. Hmm. Like I, yeah, even Why though, so? um, you know, you, uh, the shit hits you, yeah. I still just power, like I power through. There's no other uh, choice for me but to just push through it and yeah. hope for the best. When you were younger, did you see that as a strength, or did you have that level of awareness? Mm, I don't think I had that level of awareness. I just went through the days. like yeah. Just, yeah. And is that where the idea of becoming a vet uh, came into there? I we had a dog, and, and, that and I think just my love for that dog, I mm. thought I could really get into Yeah. Like, I would, you know, take the dog, go with my dad usually he would take the dog to the vet and I would oh, this is pretty cool I'd like to do this yeah. right as I think a lot of our our things come they come from just exposure and interest and yeah wanting to explore yeah you had mentioned your mother wanted to be a nurse and I was surprised to hear that even at 17 like um that seems very young like you seem to make a choice go through it how long was nursing school it was two years and I made it through the first year Okay. But I was expected to repeat the first year over again. And this is the thing later, uh, like a few years later, I found out that the head of nursing who told me I had to repeat my first year mm. was a very angry woman and an alcoholic. And so she flunked a bunch of people who didn't deserve to be flunked. So then I thought, well, maybe if I had just had the courage to stand up and say, no, you can do this and go forth with it, mm. power through it, mm. <laughs> I would have been a nurse. Because mm. every time I go into a hospital, I think, man, you know, this, I would have loved being a nurse. I really yeah. do. Yeah. I think and I so you went one year, I know you had shared... Do you reflect on that now? You you just kind of shared it to me. It felt like that's an example where you didn't persevere yeah, through. Yeah. Is that how you see it? or? No, I see it very scared. 
17-year-old who yeah. heard no and thought, I can't do that then, and backed yeah. away from it. It's interesting as you share that, even as a 50-year-old man, I can relate to that feeling. Yeah. And that insecurity of, uh, I, I, as you said, I think, I think of going home and talking to my kids about actually sharing vulnerability. Um, yeah. I mean, I shared with them recently about my change in job. Not to try and overwhelm them. I, I, I don't think they should have my burden or responsibilities. But I do think they should see how, I was going to say man, but a human experiences it and yeah. is vulnerable enough to share with them. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, you think, they, I hope by sharing it with them, they see how you can speak to it, but how you can also have perseverance and how you can kind of go through it. Yeah. And I think if I would have had somebody who would have said, you can, you can do that. Yeah. You could go back and do your first year again and just, you, you can do it. I, I take I it in that time too, your, your either siblings or parents yeah. weren't that. I, I get the sense of as much as you had a shared experience with them, your life, you were on your, your own time frame, or like you, yes. you made choices and did things. I have always felt that I've done things on my own. Yeah. I've never have felt that I had any, I mean, they helped me out financially when I needed it. And, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. But to actually support yeah. my, I don't know, hmm. me as a person, mm -hmm. I never fully felt until later, closer to when my mom died then I began to realize that she really did hmm. all those years think that I was an amazing person but Isn't she could never tell me that in words uh, until she was close to death do you did she ever share why she wasn't able to share that with you oh my mom again she see this that is seems like a very bittersweet yeah. realization and, and moment with her yeah um, she came from well, her, both her parents died when she was uh, 16 from TB. She was in a hospital for a year with TB. And then, so I think she, she had to live with her mom's cousin, who was not a very nice woman to her. Yeah. And so she had a lot of stuff coming into marrying my dad so mm. I yeah I think and then it sounds like he had his mm -hmm. and again nobody each one is carrying a huge amount of luggage yeah 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 and my mom turned to the church she met a lot of uh, like she was very close to a lot of the priests so I know she had that that support, support. yeah but uh, yeah did your dad follow suit with the church or yeah, he changed to yeah. be a Catholic and yet you growing up in that sounds like I mean you went through school but it sounds like that never it didn't meet your needs no and I'll tell you why I can remember <laughs> well years of going to confession where I've never felt that I needed to confess anything because my God knew who I was mm. and didn't have to always be apologized to because mm. they accepted me on my turn you, you know on who, yeah. for who I was that was my belief yeah and so sitting there in confession telling them stuff and having to make things up yeah. that sounded awful because I was yeah. a good kid yeah what kid needs to confess to you know yelling at their parents aren't can't you should be able to do that right you should be able to express your anger yeah and not feel like guilty about it yeah anyway that and then when I got older and started working at the university one of our bosses was not a nice man and he went to church religiously and was such a nice man at church at church and I thought yeah that's right this is such like crap right mm. these people who go to church and then turn around the next day and are nasty i think um yeah i you know it's funny people that we 
we can show that we have the capacity for that. Uh, even I think of social media, right? We can show our best version of ourselves, mm -hmm. but we don't live it all the time. And uh, um, I think that's kind of the balance in life, right? It sounds as I just listened to you like there's so much complexity behind each person, be it your mom, your father, even yourself, complexity behind the person. Um, mm -hmm. I, was that moment when you got to speak to your mom and maybe hear a little bit more of how she truly felt? What did that mean to you at that time? Uh, in, I can, well, my mom and I did develop a real good friendship after um, I remember your mom told me one time how she used to go over and have coffee with her mom every mm. Saturday and I thought you know I should do that right so I probably 18 years I did that and then as she got closer uh, to death like she counted on me for everything right mm. but we also took great trips together like up to uh, Wawa to visit my sister and out west together and like I and and she would you know at the end she did say to me you know you've always been the one I could count on and you're you know I when I asked her you know why she uh, you know, she, well complicated but I asked her why she always you know never really helped me mentally right yeah. like why she chose to never talk to me about stuff and she said that she always thought I was so strong that I didn't need that kind of help and that's when I realized you can't ever mm. ever not say what you need to say to somebody yeah because yeah. They need to hear it, whether you think they do or not, right? Yeah. But what's that um, description somebody shared with me once? You know, like a swan on the water looks very serene, but its feet are moving a mile a minute underneath, <laughs> right? Like, we yeah. are not, you know, we're not just our surface. Like, there's so much more behind us, and yeah. there's so more to the story. I'm, I'm intrigued by that, your relationship with your mom. You had mentioned, I think it was your uncle that talked to you about being a healer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm stretching, but when I hear 18 years being, you know, there for your mom in the end, like her go-to, oh, yeah. does that seem like, you yeah. know, in, in, yeah. in its own way, you became a healer, I, a yeah. support? And I did take um, Reiki classes, I, and I did take, um, I can't remember what they called it, but the, it's not um, hands-on healing, it's more of a different type of yeah. healing. And I used to do that on my mom when she was uh, whenever they and my dad whenever they got was she, she open to that like yeah receiving it? yeah and when I was practicing yeah. to do it I went over to their place one Saturday and I did it on both of them and they both said oh he smokes what's going on because yeah. they'd never experienced anything like the that. the fact that they feeling, were both right? open to that yeah I know see this is the thing like I think we spend years thinking what we think yeah. is true instead of really looking at what's going on yeah. and rec and you know looking at the situation and seeing what they're trying to say to us yeah you know like uh, instead of for years i instead of thinking they don't care what i'm doing mm -hmm. why not just see what mm -hmm. they're actually bringing into the relationship mm -hmm. and try and understand where they're coming from yeah i think that's what I've realized lately as I've spent so many years just living in my own kind of illusion. Well, I can relate to that. Uh, I mean, it feels like a human experience. Um, and, and you know, I, I don't know when's the right time to become more aware, but when it is, it's, it's really kind of refreshing when you're like, maybe it was never what I thought it was. Yeah. And if I just go have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested... Uh, one year 17 nursing um, we kind of stopped there and we went in different things I'd love to know because you have a full life in between where did where did you go after that after nursing yeah 
Like I know there was a marriage in there. There's becoming yeah. a mother. There was. Uh, what did I do after that? Oh, I got a job at uh, the laundry at KW Hospital, which I absolutely loved because it was fun and lots of fun characters there to work with. And then I um, I moved to London for a year with the, the girls from high school. They were going to Fanshawe, so I moved there and I was going to get a job and I applied for a few um, jobs working in like homes for the elderly mm -hmm. which so I still very involved like yeah with this caring aspect right yeah and then uh, met my husband and then I kind of moved back here and how did you guys meet oh at a party <laughs> Just was it a, a fast romance to wedding, or was it a, a yeah, long journey? No, it was a couple years, and he had some problems, like with drinking and stuff like that. So was that something you were aware of early in the relationship, or did it develop as you were? I, it developed, not his drinking, but I became aware of it as we were going out, and then he stopped drinking. Hmm. And then we got married and again I returned to going to nursing I was either gonna go to nursing or have a baby whichever oh so you came back to came that. first yeah. yeah so as I was applying to nursing I found out I was pregnant with Danielle hmm. so th that was my that's what I decided to do and Feels then, decision made <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but I was happy about that yeah. So uh, when Danielle was born, uh, that's when my husband left. And so right when, when she oh was yeah, born? He had left, actually, was a few days before I went into yeah. the hospital to have her. Yeah. Was going up to that, was the relationship already, were you aware of it? Was it? I had no idea that he was going to leave me, no. Wow. That was a total shock. And being Catholic, I had to come up with how I was going to tell my mom and dad. Mm. So that was hard to do. How were they during that? How were they? Like supportive or the oh, yeah. traditional sense of how growing up they... No, they were, su they were supportive. They did help me a lot. Was that... I moved in did with it, them. Was that... I mean, a very difficult situation, but was their support surprising to you, knowing what you, how you'd grown up with them, or was it a, what you expected of them? You know, I never really gave it any thought. I just mm. thought, well, they've asked me to move in with them, yeah, because so they can help me. And I was so scared, and I had the, a newborn baby. How like, old were you when you? When you had Danielle? 26. Yeah. yeah. So a little older. That's a lot to process, I'm assuming. A baby, um, you know, a, a marriage that, that happened the way it did. And, and I'm assuming that it's interesting. You talked about your parents having their own things that they had to process. And here you are at 26, processing a great deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of on your own, but nice to hear that your parents were at that point a support for you that you could lean on. Yeah, yeah, and then um, yeah. So then, when Danielle was around nine months, they told me they were moving up to Aurelia, mm -hmm. and uh, I lived in the house for a year with my younger sister, and then moved in with you guys. Mm -hmm that year and uh, yeah but uh, that was hard to take the fact that they left me like that was that uh, was that feel like another you your husband just left without telling you did that feel like another yeah. betrayal or abandonment oh huge abandonment yeah. yeah that took me until my mom died to get over did they ever I, yeah. 
speak to that, like knowing what that might mean to you? Or did they invite you to come with them? Or No, no, they did not invite me to come with them. They, uh, no, they just said that's what they were doing and left. Hmm. Left me with the house to pack up and get rid of a piano. And It sounds again <laughs> um, that that strength of yours, perseverance. Yes. You, you talked about these really difficult things, yet here you are. So it sounds like perseverance, despite the obstacles or the challenges, is... Yeah. You have a, 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 it sounds like a really inner strength that maybe you're not, weren't aware of at the time, but somehow keeps moving you forward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's when I realized how strong I was, was what after they left and I moved into my own apartment with Danielle and I thought, man, I did all this Yeah. on my own. Like yeah. they, again, they were, they gave me some help financially because um, he left with all the money and like there mm-hmm. was nothing right and uh, so they helped me that way but um, yeah I did it all on my own my sister my younger sister was pretty much I mean she was young right she Mm -hmm. was living her own life so yeah she didn't help much yeah yeah I remember one day living this was when Daniel was first born and she was colicky and I thought oh I just hope somebody comes over because if not like I just was on my wits end right but again you just talk yourself down and say no that's not I mean I would hold her for hours and hours and hours just staring at this little baby and thinking how how are we going to do this well we could do this we could do that we get our own place I got to get my license. Did having a baby shift how you went about making decisions? Or like oh, how? yeah. Yeah. Did it, was it empowering? Was it scary? Or both? Oh, both. <laughs> More scary, I think, just because of, you know, how do you raise a kid on your own financially? Mm-hmm. I didn't, was it? I mean, we weren't making that much at the university when I was first started out, right? So yeah. I managed to live, find an apartment that was uh, geared to income. So that was nice. Yeah. But every time you got a raise, they'd take more rent from you. So it was, you never got ahead. Yeah. Like, I, I just have no clue how women do it. What did being a mom what does it mean to you and and what did you learn from being a mother oh how to love I think and how to um, like support somebody because you know she's had some challenges that kid so just uh, how to love unconditionally yeah like I never knew how to love properly Hmm. I don't think until I had Danielle. What um, about her is similar to you, and what is different? Oh, her, she's got incredible strength as well. Hmm. That girl, she can. She comes by it honestly. She, she, yeah, yeah. She doesn't see it, but I do. Yeah. Uh, the things she's come through, I think, yeah, it takes incredible courage. Um. And just like her sense of humor, we're very, we're very close. And she's, I just find her, she's just a lovely woman. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And how is she different than you? Well, she's not afraid to tell me what she thinks, (laughs) that's for sure. Um, Is that something you admire about her? I really admire it. As much as it might be frustrating? (laughs) Yeah, she's taught me a lot. She, you know, she'll, she's one of my biggest sounding boards because, Mm. like, I can tell her things and she can give me a different perspective. Mm. Sounds like something you didn't have growing up from your parents, but yet in this relationship you fostered it or created it. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I always talk to her about things. Um, I've never tried to hide anything. Yeah. In terms of, like, I never... We didn't really talk about her dad much because she, if she asked questions, I would answer yeah. them, but I didn't, because of me, I mm. wasn't capable of communicating as well as I could have mm. things to her. Yeah. Did you, um, a, a weird way of phrasing it, but did you ever get closure around your husband leaving the way he did? My own closure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a long time to heal from that. Mm -hmm. But I realized um, it was just, it wasn't so much him because I would thank God every day that I didn't stay with him because mm. I think the path that we would have led would not have been a so good on one. So, one hand, there is the the benefit of not being in that because you could already see it but what was the the other side of that well the other side was not having that kind of family mm -hmm. you know like not having was that something you had wanted yeah yeah it would have been like i don't even know what that i mean no, I don't know what that would be like to have mm -hmm. like the actual father of your daughter yeah, and have a relationship and do things like a family together, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know that. And so I think that was one of the things I, it took me a while to get past. Mm. But then I think you realize love comes in so many different ways mm -hmm. and families are different. You know, like yeah. you don't have to have that. I and what that Danielle and I had, yeah. I can never, I wouldn't have had that had I been with somebody else. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I made all the decisions. I, mm -hmm. you know, it taught me how to be independent and how to take care of myself and some another human being. I was going to ask that, um, you know, if I, as I look back to where you talked about, you know, feeling supported or encouraged or feeling comfortable with yourself, and then yet all of a sudden you're at an age where you are on your own and every decision is your own and the only person that qualified is yourself. When did you feel, I'm comfortable with me, I, I know me, maybe that's still a journey. Oh, yeah. I think when I turned, started, when I turned 40, those I my 40s were really my years of growth mm. like I uh, started um, I my hairdresser uh, got me into going to spiritual classes and through that I met some really good people that I yeah. still know today and I still see regularly mm -hmm. today why did you go because I was looking for something. Mm -hmm. I, I needed, there was something in me that was intrigued mm -hmm. at what I would experience. It was like meditation and, yeah. you know. Uh, Were you looking for healing yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not consciously, but yeah. yeah my, my body. I think a lot of our I, awareness yeah. has become in hindsight, right? Yeah. Looking yeah. back and seeing with some perspective what those moments meant yeah. yeah and i've always believed in a higher power it's not that i didn't believe in any of that mm -hmm. i just didn't um the whole way it was portrayed for me as a child mm -hmm. i didn't believe yeah. i can see that I, that I i can really relate to that i think I believe in something larger. I think we're almost reluctant to use the word God, or if we do, we feel we need to qualify it, because I think as humans, we there is a natural want to connect to something. But with the best of intentions, I think religious sometimes create rules and limitations, which you can feel at odds with. Yeah. I remind myself in those moments that that's it's another human that did that part. Like It's all of us aspiring to connect in some way, Yeah. and I need to be okay with connecting the way that makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. And... 
Excuse me. I think, too, the connection, like, just being connected to people who think the same way, like, it's, to me, the most beautiful feeling when yeah. you are with people and you're meditating together yeah. and it's just that whole yeah. energy. Like, I, that's what kept me going back. And, like, that was... So I've been doing it for... You had mentioned years. feeling very... I guess uniquely different at a younger age. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. think in, in this age of 40s with these relationships, did it feel like you were home or finally yes. found your tribe, tribe, as I've heard? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. And that you could be yourself and express those. Yes, yeah. Plus, yeah. I had such good friends, like yeah. friends in, in that weren't necessarily involved in those kinds of things, but who I knew accepted me for who I was. Yeah. And as soon as I had that, I think I was ready to look at yeah. who I was and what I was capable of. Yeah. What have you learned about yourself during that journey? Well, I think I definitely have learned that I could probably do anything I really put my mind to. If it Sounds like you did anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, yeah. as I hear your story, it sounds like you did um, maybe... Um, you had to respond out of circumstance, but it sounds like you did do that anyways. It sounds like what I hear now is you're just aware of it up front that I have the capacity to do that. Yeah, yeah. Which was always there. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think uh, when I look back, it's just... Some days I really wish I could go back. Like yeah. Just to see... Just to be, like, not me, like, you mm. know, like, time travel. Yeah. Just to see Danielle when she was little and to see me with Danielle when she yeah. was little and just kind of, okay, don't, like, be gentle with her. Be gentle uh -huh. with her. Because yeah. it took me a while to get past having to control everything. That was part of, part of my problem, too, when I went with Danielle and being on my own after uh, Ron left was the needing to control. I had to control, mm -hmm. otherwise I felt I was mm -hmm. going to lose control. So control was out of a fear of loss. It was a fear of what, what I was holding inside of yeah. me, and yeah. I didn't want that out. How do you think Danielle would have perceived that time? How would she have expressed what your control meant to her? She would she tells me yeah. these, that's she's told me a lot over the past couple of years and yeah. that was not a, a good yeah she would have rather me just say this is mm. how I'm feeling mm. and let her know and instead of she, I, she often thought it was her mm. causing the trouble I try and remind myself that I think sometimes those poignant moments like the moment you had with your mother later in life they're all the sweeter because of the time that led to that like that reveal and the final understanding it would be nice not to have it but I wonder sometimes if my greatest m moments or clarity or where they felt the strongest mm -hmm. they wouldn't have been that if I didn't have the journey to get there well that's true that's yeah. true and it's made her who she is right mm. like she yeah for as much as I can reflect on things I wish didn't happen I've learned I think sometimes I have to be thankful for them because you know like sweet and sour like you need I needed that for this to be just as good as it oh, is and for me yeah. to appreciate what the good is absolutely and that's what I mean like I'm to, to have gone through that not only do you recognize your strength but you also think like I'd never I'd never be where I am today hmm. I would never have the because I wouldn't have been allowed to yeah go out and do the classes I wanted to do like yeah. Al's always supported me that way and just yeah. said yeah if that's what you want to do go do it yeah like I I wouldn't be me well you just kind of hit on I think another big part of your life you got remarried you're uh, how did that fit into your life I mean you came out of a very probably devastating reaction I imagine loving again <laughs> Yeah. or trust, <laughs> yeah, trust might yeah. be uh, that's that's a huge step I don't think that should be understated to then build a life again with somebody else yeah how did that come about well 
it wasn't it wasn't easy for sure um we all struggled with it like his daughters mm. his son Danielle and I and Al because like you came a into a, a family yeah. yeah yeah and yet you persevered <laughs> as you pushed do through. yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know the time has gone so fast hmm but I what was it about you that wanted to love again? I just... I, I mean, beyond Danielle, which that's an inherent love, right? You know, I think I just wanted somebody in my life. I knew at, before Al came along that I could mm. survive on my own. Yeah. I've, and I know, like, that should anything ever happen, I'm fine on my, I'm fine on my own. Yeah, you've... you've you talked about at the very beginning you talked about first work on yourself mm -hmm. and as i hear you it sounds like you know you would be fine on your own oh yeah absolutely so now you maybe have space for yeah wow yeah but i think i it's, it was a difference between needing somebody to take mm. care of, of things for me or that kind of thing or just wanting somebody to share a life with right yeah yeah and I th that was the difference between Al and my first husband. I didn't think I'd ever meet anybody when I met my husband, my first husband. Oh, I didn't okay. think I'd ever have, because again, my esteem was very low. Yeah. And so I never really thought that I could have what I wanted. Mm -hmm. So I married the first guy that came along and That, to me, was the difference between needing mm. somebody and wanting mm -hmm. somebody to share my, a life with. Yeah. Like, I didn't see the difference then. Yeah. But I... But now with time yeah, and... With time, I totally... And obviously, clarity that I can take care of myself. Yeah. Now you can actually experience things in a different way yeah. and see your relationships differently. Yeah. And then, you know, all the time that I've been with Al... I've always known, you know, and if anything ever happens, I'm fine on my own. I had yeah. a good job. I could have, you know, had no problem yeah. paying bills, so that wouldn't have been a problem. And I think always knowing that just for a woman to mm -hmm. know that they'll be fine on their own. Yeah. I think it's a it's just gives you that confidence. Yeah to push through, right? What are you, um, if you had to reflect on yourself, what are you most proud of about yourself? Like if you had to say to somebody, like you, you mentioned perseverance, like that's a character trait. What are you most proud of about yourself? Oh, well, I mean, I think I'm proud of, well, no, I'm getting prouder of mm. my creativity. I, I think since I've retired, I've really um, delved more into like photography and painting and just like yeah. that opens a, up a whole new spiritual level yeah. for Expression. me. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm really, I'm proud of my, my spiritual self, my soul self. I'm yeah. Getting to know that part of me yeah. has been I, I got the sense as you talked that you were self-aware at a young age, but trusting yourself at a young age is maybe hard, and you maybe weren't getting that validation from people around you. But now you're at an age and you've been accomplished so much, and you've said that you you don't need anyone else's validation. You're you're self-aware yourself, and that's very true. <laughs> I don't, I don't. But I think just all my life, like my job being creative there or just like all the people I met mm -hmm. the friends I have I'm proud of you know the fact that I still have these friends from high school from oh, work wow. like that's huge to have yeah. that kind of support that says something about you that people would want to be friends with you for the majority of their life yeah yeah, yeah. where did the creativity come from Oh, I've always loved taking photographs. Always. Yeah. I, when I was a kid, like even 
but uh yeah just i love i love having a camera in my hand and just um there's just a connection between me yeah and what you see through the camera what you see and then to see it come back Mm -hmm. to you when you look at your pictures yeah to me that is extremely satisfying like it yeah. just feels good to see what you yeah. saw capturing life and, and i think it's beauty yeah i think what i wanted i have a friend uh, that is from my spiritual classes that i got together with a few weeks ago and we want to do a book together that's amazing i'm going to do the photographs and she's going to do the blurbs on yeah like just thoughts right yeah so i've always had that kind of dream but I also want to do a book of my own just my thoughts and pictures so just I think do you see where you're at now as a new chapter and like a start of something new it sounds like a totally new exploration for you I don't I don't see it as a new chapter I think it was always there Mm. Like I, I, I don't want to ever negate where I've been, mm. um, cause I feel like when you say oh, a new chapter, you're kind yeah. of closing that. And I never want to close that because yeah. you got to go back sometimes and just take pieces. Well, cause all those pieces are what Yeah. You, right. Uh, so, yeah. and oh, I need that. I need that feeling again. Mm. Those kinds I was of thinking things. about a chapter of a book in all of my life. Like I think of youth or these different moments. Yeah. Like a, I think of poignant moments. But yeah, yeah, it is. It's um, fascinating to hear your creativity and your expression is what you're really kind of doing now, right? Yeah. Over this, um, here's my usually my last question. I like to ask people if if you had any sage advice for either your daughter or or women or growing up after what you've lived through in life, what would you offer people? I think, honestly, just heal yourself. Like, be be true to yourself. Learn, like, learn the things that you can love about yourself and accept the things that you don't like, but still, Mm -hmm. it's you. Mm -hmm. And love that love it no matter what but definitely like just let it all nothing is finer than being yourself within yourself like just feeling that strength of who you are and like just feeling the energy of who you are I I think that just to me if you can get to that place, you're, you've won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's well, never, yeah. there's always going to be something that comes up, but you'll, you meet it with such a different approach because you mm-hmm. stand firm in who you are. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And you're welcome. <laughs>